Shalom Aleichem. Welcome to the Schmooze, the Yiddish Book Center's podcast. I'm Lisa Newman, and today I'm visiting with Carrot O'Brien. Carrot is a writer, performer, translator, and director. She has translated seven plays by Sholomash from Yiddish into English. Her debut translation of Sholomash's God of Vengeance, quote, set show world aflame, quote, according to the Village Voice. A three-time recipient of a new play commission from the Foundation for Jewish Culture, her translation of Sholomash's Underworld Trilogy is forthcoming from White Goat Press. Her audio performance and translation of Clara Klebanova's memoir about the Russian Revolution, the Last Maximalist, as well as The Dead Man, Sholomash's drama about the flu epidemic of 1919, are available on the website of the Yiddish Book Center. Her latest Osh translation, On the Road to Zion, debuts as a radio play with the Yiddish Book Center this spring, 2023. Presently, Carrot is working on a new play commission for Theater J in Washington, D.C. She spent 10 years studying theater with Luba Cattison, the last surviving member of the Vilna Troupe, and five years studying musical theater history with legendary crooner Seymour Rexite. Sorry, Carrot, I always get that wrong. No, you got it perfect. Rexite. <laughs> okay. Um, welcome, Carrot. It's always a pleasure to catch up with you. And I have to say, you just don't stop. It's amazing. Thank um, you. Thank you. Well, it's a, you guys have been such an incredible support and anchor for me all these years. It's uh, it's always a privilege to to come back to the Yiddish Book Center and, and speak to you. Well, we love that. And um, excited to hear about, that's why I was in touch. I wanted to know what's up with your upcoming class at Theater J, Prostitutes, Criminals, and The Walking Dead. Sholomash's Underworld Trilogy in Translation. So let's start. Yes, well, you know, as you know, the White Goat Press is publishing um, very shortly this collection of my translations that I have translated and produced and performed in um, over the past 20 years. There's uh, first beginning in 1999 with uh, God of Vengeance at Show World. And then a Makaganif, Maka Thief, which is a psychological portrait of a criminal. It's like a pre-Godfather epic. It was a play that um, Paul Mooney did at Moore Schwartz's Yiddish Art Theater when he was still Mooney Weisenfront. And then he was went to Broadway and then became this big Hollywood star. And then The Dead Men, which we made into a radio play last year, um, so there, it's the underworld, it's the criminal element of, of Matka Thief and also of God of Vengeance, which had criminals and prostitutes and rabbis and scribes. And the way that Ash mixes the sacred and the profane. And, and then the, the Walking Dead is, is the characters in the Dead Man. It was It's set in a time where um, the veil, it's just World War One has just end, ended. There's this big flu epidemic. The veil between life and death is really thin and people are dying en masse. And it's hard to tell who is dead and who is alive because everyone is living in, you know, a war-torn rubble-like situation and the ghosts are, are right there. It's an amazing, amazing play. And from all of us at White Goat Press, we are thrilled that um, the trilogy should be on press in about a week and people can get it from us. Uh, Pre-order, we'll be posting about that and it will be in bookstores everywhere. And it's the first in our Playwright series. Congratulations, Karen. Oh, thank you so much. That's such an honor. And um, with the class that I'm teaching, which is so exciting yeah. for me, is that that's going to be the textbook of the class. So the students will be... Um, 
you know, reading the plays together with me and I'll be talking about them and, you know, talking about translation, the art of translation and how performance comes into it. And for me, a play is not printable or publishable until it's been performed because the actors, you know, make such a huge impact on, on the final. I mean, I say things out loud and I do my best, but it's not until I have actors, uh, you know, working on scenes together with me that I can really discover what works and what doesn't work. And anyone can join the class. Um, you sign up at theaterj.org and it's going to all be on Zoom. So I'm hoping to have, uh, uh, you know, students from all over the country. It's really exciting. So how did you connect with Theater J? Well, this is a, you know, everything starts with God of Vengeance. I did God of Vengeance in 99, and then they did a production of my translation with the Rorschach Theater, um, which was Jenny McConnell and Randy Baker produced it in 2000, I think, or 2001. And so they knew of me since then. And then um, in 2019, I got the wonderful fellowship to translate four more plays by Sholomash from the Yiddish Book Center, the Translations Fellow. And one of the guests that were invited to speak to us translators was um, Adam Immerwar, who was at the time the artistic director of Theater J. And they've done something incredible. They've started a Yiddish theater lab and they workshop and they present and they uh, do readings of, with really great DC-based actors, of Yiddish plays and translation. And so they invited me to, to do one and I eventually got a commission to work on a play called, it's now called The Rabbi's House, but it is adapted from a play called Sholomash uh, wrote about uh, called uh, Rabbi Dr. Silver. So it's been so much fun working with them. We've had two um, readings of it. We're going to have another reading of it in uh, May. And, and they've been offering these classes online since the pandemic, like so many people. And um, our buddy Deborah taught a Yiddish theater class there that people loved. And, you know, so there is interest, especially once we take it online, um, all over the country from people who want to know more about Yiddish theater. I think it's so, excuse me, cool, but it, it's really great that Theater J is um, interested in supporting Yiddish plays and bringing them to the stage. Uh, it's interesting. I spoke with Adam couple of years back um, and they really are dedicated. So when I saw that you were doing this class, it was really very, very exciting. Cause I think there's a whole generation that is ready to perform these now that they're in translation. Um, yes. All the vengeance being, I mean, I, you know, I can't tell you how many performances I've gone to all over new England and the um, tri-state area of people working on this and students. And it's, it's really interesting in the way that they explore these plays is also interesting. And I imagine that's going to be a fun part of a workshop like this. Yes. And, you know, Sholomash was such a global writer and he's such an integral part of world theater history. I mean, he was working with the, the, the giants of the Russian theater, Vera Komischevskaya, the giants of the German theater, um, Max Reinhardt and Rudolf Schilkreut. So as well as doing stuff in Yiddish, it was being translated into languages all over the world. And there was this incredible translator of um, Chekhov into English named Constance Garnett. And she had started translating these plays in the early 1900s before, you know, of course they weren't in English yet. So the English speaking theater world didn't know about them, but it was because of her work that they became a standard part of the American uh, repertory. And in fact, I just saw a great production of The Seagull off Broadway a few weeks ago. So that's what I hope to do 
for with these translations of Sholomaj. And yes, they have big casts of at least 10, usually more. But, uh, you know, th- th- um, colleges are great places to, to do them. People can do scenes from them. People can do, um, you know, full cast of them in community theaters if, if we can't have a big, expensive Broadway production. But, you know, I'm, I'm not convinced that uh, Leopoldstadt had 36. Do I think, do I think that Sholomaj is an, as important as Tom Stoppard? I think he's more important. And I like Tom Stoppard a lot. So. <laughs> And anyone, you, Carrot, that could produce in the midst of a pandemic, a Sholomash as the Dead Man as a radio drama so brilliantly with how many characters? 37? 27. 27, each individually. I mean, it's just, it's it's remarkable. So yes, we're going to see you to Broadway. Um, tell Thanks. me a little bit about the Underworld trilogy. What made you put those three pieces together? Well, um, I started with God of Vengeance because it was the most famous Ash play. And I saw a production of it that really I didn't like when I was a, a young actor working on Ludlow Street. And I I literally felt the specter of Sholomash's ghost looking at me because I had read the play in a Yiddish class with Ruth Weiss in college. And he just looked at me and he said, you know, this is not the play that I wrote. And it, I did. I did know it. So that's what inspired me to translate that. And then Makaganef, Makathif was the next translation because... Um, I love the idea of a psychological portrait of a criminal, but also it included some of the same characters that are in God of Vengeance. Shlomo the Pimp is still there. Uh, Razel, now called Red, is still there. Basha, the kind of country bumpkin prostitute, is still in it. So I felt like those were a natural um, pair to put together. And then I think those are his, his two criminally based or criminally focused plays. And then you know, uh, the underworld, the underworld just, you know, and the dead man jumped right out at me. And Ben Hecht, the screenwriter and the who started his career as a Chicago theater critic, and, you know, he wrote Gone with the Wind and all of that. He um, talked about what a great play the dead man was and even quoted it in the script for the movie script of Gone with the Wind. So uh, I felt that obviously it was an important play and um, and since it was about a pandemic, of course, it was the perfect thing to do in a pandemic. But originally, I was attracted to it because, um, you know, the underworld was on my mind, and and I and I love the double meaning of criminals and the dead. It's a, it's an interesting trio. Mm-hmm. Um, it plays no pun intended well together. Um, you mentioned a little bit about the Yiddish Theater Lab at Theater J. Can you talk a little bit more about the idea of Theater Lab and what that what they're doing, what in general, what a laboratory theater is all about? Yes. Well, first they're doing translations. They're they're, you know, Adam's vision, and and I, I agree with this vision, is uh, well, it's controversial now, considering who I'm speaking to, is that a future of of Yiddish theater is also in English. The one time I would have said it's in English, but I don't dare now do it with all these young, new Yiddish-speaking playwrights coming up. And But I think globally, um, these plays need to be uh, produced in English. So many of them, uh, hundreds, thousands were written in New York City and produced in New York City in, in 3,000 seat houses and also performed all over in the Yiddish theaters of the world. So they're a huge part of the theater history just in this country. And for their lab, they they want to see which are stageable. Nobody there, an equity theater, they're not going to produce 
um, plays with more than six characters. So working on the Sholomash play, um, Rabbi Dr. Silver, a part of my adaptation process is how do I make it uh, accessible to an audience today or accessible to be produced today? I've cut the character list by half and I might even uh, cut it a little bit more. And it's a collaboration with a wonderful theater, another theater company in DC called Solus Nua, which is the Irish theater company. So I've made the um, the rabbi's wife um, Irish in it. And so it's from the Irish Jewish community and of, of it takes place in the 20s. And so I started researching um, the history of the Irish Jewish community, which were most, mostly Lithuanian Jews. And of course, my great teacher, Luba Caddison, was from Lithuania. And there were members, this was an incredible um, artist who, uh, a woman who, when her parents died, she was Jewish, she married an Irish poet, and she was a big part of the Irish Republican Brotherhood, and she hid uh, guns in her parents' garden. And so I, you know, I, I use this as the backstory for the, the Rebitson in the play. And so the, the lab is, is about using, often is about using these Yiddish plays as source texts, which of course is a great, there's a great Jewish tradition in that, and then adapting them and responding to them with the constraints and the new ideas of, of contemporary theater. Twofold question for you. Um, you know, what other Sholem Ash projects are in the works for you? And about how many plays did he write? Do you know? He wrote he wrote over two dozen plays. And oh. he left the theater in the late 20s, stopped writing plays, saying because he he just didn't want to be ruled by the mistress theater anymore and focused on his novels. He just the ups and downs of it. He was very upset by all the scandal around God of Vengeance on Broadway in 1923. And he'd had enough. However, the theater world, the Yiddish theater world had not had enough. And Maury Schwartz continued to um, adapt his novels that he was writing uh, into plays. Three Cities was a big one starring Luba Cavison and Schwartz and Paul Baratov and um, lots of wonderful actors. And that was a big hit. And so he was very much in the repertory of Yiddish theater um, companies around the world until World War II. And, um, but he had focused on the novels. Uh, one, and the thing about, I've done a lot of work on James Joyce on, um, for Bloomsday and, you know, the, one of the big excitements about Ulysses is that Joyce stylistically tries out all these different types of styles of writing throughout literary history in that one novel. And similarly, Ash was a stylist. Some he had plays that were big sprawling novels. He had ghost plays. He had um, biblical plays. He had um, comedies, he, you know, he had a plays in verse about um, the false messiah, Shabtai Tzvi. You know, he liked to try different things and was always looking globally at what was catching everybody's fancy in the world and, and, and taking them in all sorts of different directions. I've got a project of him that, that I'm working on now that I'm so excited about, and that is the radio play of the first play he ever wrote. And it's called On the Road to Zion. And it was first produced in Russian, even though he wrote it in Yiddish, by the um, famous Russian actress, Vera Komisarchevskaya. Now, she was a contemporary of Stanislavski and her father was Stanislavski's acting teacher. And she was in the original production of The Seagull. She played Nina. And so, 
on the road design is very much Asha's response to the seagull. But instead of asking the question, how to be an artist in the world, he's asking the question, how to be Jewish in the world. And, you know, Nina's big monologue is, am I an actress or am I a seagull? And Justina, the character that Vera played in Russian, her big question is, am I Polish or am I Jewish? And it's about this patriarch in his 80s getting all of his family together to say goodbye because he wants to move to Palestine to die and be buried on sacred ground. And he's surprised by the fact that how far all of his family members have strayed from Judaism. There's a social Democrat, there's a Zionist, there's capitalists, there's an artist who doesn't know what to believe. Uh, Justina is a Polish nationalist. So Agash is depicting this collision of time in Poland in 1905. That's There's a, a Germanist, you know, that's ripping families apart as people are, they know, they know that change is coming. They know that Jewish life in Poland is not going to be the same, but what is it going to be? And this is a question that Ash asked in The Dead Man as the community gathered to rebuild. And, and he, he goes so deep with these questions. And the patriarch says, you know, if you're, if you're not going to have my deep Jewish belief in, in, in studying Torah and, and living a religious life, what's your belief then? Okay, if you're going to be a Zionist, do you really believe that? And can that sustain um, your legacy and the Jewish legacy for the 5,000 years that my beliefs have done that? Are you going to be a social democrat? How is that? Jewish. You know, you're going to be an internationalist. Um, you're going to be Polish. Are you crazy? You're going to stay here with all the anti-Semitism happening. So it's just this collision of ideas. And it's about a cast of 15. And so it was one of the gifts of the pandemic to discover that I could dramatize these plays as radio plays and, and still get the, you know, the expertise of the actors working on the script and, and, and have them live in, in a way, you know, during a pandemic when it's hard to produce a play and even not in a pandemic when it's still hard to produce a play. There's something very special about the radio drama, the mm -hmm. one that you've done, um, The Dead Man. And I'm so looking forward to reviewing The um, Road to Zion. But it's a totally different experience. And when we're almost so screen weary, it just allows you to place yourself right in the story. You just it, It's quite something. And I think you imagine. And I realize that sometimes we forget about imagination how that helps in stories uh, and storytelling. I, and you mentioned the, the complexity of Asha's work and it's interesting. And I think that you have explored that in bringing all of these works out in translation for those of us who can't read it. The original, I wonder what your thoughts are about how he fits into the sort of pantheon as it were of world theater. He's such a global artist. And as much as, you know, my kind of, my original intention is that the artists of the Yiddish theater get the recognition they deserve for their influence on 20th century American theater and 20th century American culture and literature. Uh, with Ash, he's, he's far more international than a lot of the other American Yiddish playwrights. Um, I mean, he wrote for many years in America. He died in London, or maybe he died in Israel, or he lived in London. But he, 
he just knew. I mean, he was a kid from, uh, you know, had a traditional Jewish education. They spoke Yiddish. He taught himself German from reading a German translation of um, Shira Shirim of the Psalms, which is a, a biblical text that appears again and again in his writings. And then he went to Warsaw and he just found out who the artists were. And he was mentored by incredible Polish um uh painters and um russian theater artists and that he was able to as a young man without an artistic track record he was able to convince the most daring theaters of the world to produce his stuff and then on the yiddish side of it he inspired companies to be formed the vilna troupe which was lubick haddison's company and perhaps the most famous yiddish art theater globally that premiered the dibuk the first play that they did was a sholomash play it was their landsman and um then maury schwartz produced more plays by sholomash uh in his 3000 seat theater on second avenue and 12th street than any other writer so this is a writer who has been tried on the stage you know his his material has been worked on actors have you know directors have envisioned and stuff he's he's you know been in the repertoire of so many different global companies for so long that um you're never afraid when you're translating him that you're not working with a genius so you're not working with a master or that i mean for me he's he's my teacher you know i want to i want to learn from him i mean he's it's not a question of making him better or or fixing him it's a question of learning from him and trying to create the reactions in another language in english in this case that he was able to create when he um just by reading the reviews of his plays in in russian and he there was after he did when he debuted um on the road to zion in russia in 1905 it he was a sensation in the the Russian theater magazines, and it was the first time the Russian um, intelligentsia had a sense that there was really serious, beautiful, poetic literature in Yiddish. And then there was a couple of years later, there was a play written by a non-Jewish writer called The Jews or something like that. And Ash was outraged, like, why are you looking to this guy? And then there was a famous um, David Mazower tells the story uh, much better than I can um, international incident where he he just they read some of this guy's plays and some of Asha's plays, and they had a whole argument about it. So, you know, I'd love to meet someone as brilliant as Sholomash in real life. He was going for everything. He was going for to impact the world right from the beginning. And um, every time I read these plays and 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 get close to his characters, I'm I'm just I'm thrilled and excited and and so uh, it's so rewarding to be one of the first people to to be translating them. So, and correct me here if I'm wrong, you came to the Yiddish Book Center, you were one of our early interns, um, and you came to learn Yiddish so that you could read his work? Well, uh, yes. actually, I... Ash was not my first love. Oh. My first love was a, a writer named Chaim Grada. And I read his memoirs called Demam Mishabosim in English, My Mother's Sabbath Days. I was so moved by the world that he created and so kind of gobsmacked that that world didn't exist anymore. It only existed in the pages of his book because it had been destroyed during World War II that I wrote my undergraduate thesis on. And I read the book in Yiddish and I spent a year in Jerusalem and I ended up... Um, having several conversations with his widow who suffered greatly from mental illness. So I wasn't able to, it, it became difficult to do any further work. She didn't want to allow any of his stuff to be adapted or um, anything like that. 
And, 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 and I had taken this and I, the, I was introduced to Ash by Ruth Weiss in this Yiddish theater class. And then, um, you know, I mean, literature has always been my passion, world literature, but also theater. I never stopped doing theater. I fell in love with it as maybe when I was 13 or something. Even before then, I remember doing a book report on Greek drama and instead of writing something, I acted out a scene and, uh, you know, convinced my friends to join me. And so it was just this always this thing that I needed to do to stay alive. And that thing is, yes, it's theater, but it's it's working on literature and performing it aloud. And which is a very Jewish thing, you know, just to, the way they study the Torah and memorize the Torah and sing it. I have that need in me and it gives me great pleasure, whether it's Ulysses or God of Vengeance, to, to go as deeply as I can into a text and to perform it. Which makes me then want to ask, I mean, so that was many years ago that you started getting into the work of Ash after Garada. Um, yeah. What's it like now? I mean, he's traveled along with you for so long and you really have done so much with his work, performing it, translating it, reading it, considering it. Um, how How has that relationship with the writer changed? I mean, it's a strange question, but I think you know what I'm driving at there. I, I know exactly what you're driving at. He's a very, very close friend to me. And, you know, I'm aware that he didn't agree to have me work on his work and that I kind of just dive, dove into it. And, um, but, you know, I have pictures of him everywhere and I, I always write down my intentions before I begin. And that's to honor the, his work and to honor the, the history and the legacy of the Yiddish theater and of the actors that some of whom I knew and all of whom I, I love so much. And he taught me how to write a play. I, after I translated God of Vengeance, I wrote my first play and, um, and he, he teaches me so much. And I, I, I kind of feel like I, you know, he, it's, it's a living relationship and he gives me advice and he gives me encouragement. And, you know, I feel like he tells me what plays to work on next. And it's, I, I chose very well. I mean, he's a very, 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 very brilliant man. And his, his, the way he flows through languages and the way he is stylistically so diverse, he's, it's, he is like Joyce in that way. You know, when I was doing um, the Ulysses broadcast, I could find the right text for any kind of actor because everything was in there. And it's the same with, with Ash. Um, he keeps it interesting. I imagine he had a mind where um, he always had to keep himself interested and he always had to try new things. So it's, uh, it's been a real deep, rewarding experience. I'm not bored. I'm never bored um, at working on his text. And it's so interesting to me because, again, I think you take things in so many different directions, which then makes me loop back to, so what can somebody expect from the class? Oh, yes, the class. Um, well, well, you know, we're going to talk about the process of translation. I'm going to introduce you to Ash. I'm going to introduce you to these plays. Maybe we'll read some scenes together. Uh, maybe I'll do a little bit in Yiddish so that you can hear the rhythms of the original. And um, we're just going to dive into these texts and 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 treat them as the the great works of art that they are, and talk about their original audiences and and where he was going. And uh, one thing I love about so many Yiddish um, authors 
authors and especially us is how socially progressive they are and how they're always dealing with these incredible um, conditions that their audience are facing and, and trying to bring light to to change. I mean, if Ash was writing today, I think he'd be writing about Bernie Sanders and Jared Kushner, you know, and just like it's just the the conflict of the different viewpoints. And, and in fact, Shahar Feinberg plays the Bernie Sanders character in On the Road to Zion, and he does it with the Bernie Sanders voice. That's the young socialist Democrat. And uh, so you know, it's just so yes. So we'll be talking about everything and, and and seeing where it goes and what people want to know and what they want to hear. It is exciting work because it's so it's as relevant now as it was when he first wrote it. Um, yes. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's yes. And there's, there's a line in, on the road to Zion where um, Moisha, the Yiddishist, who's like the precursor to Uriel Weinreich or to Aaron Lansky even, is like, you know, the, the Zionist is like, we let's rip out the 2000 years of the diaspora, forget about it and build this new Jewish life in Zion. And Moshe's like, what are you talking about? That makes no sense. We are, you know, the golden chain. We have to know our yesterdays and tomorrow, the Jews of today are not the Jews of 2000 years ago and not the Jews of 2000 years from now. So we must know everything about ourselves. And I think this play is going to be revelatory to anyone who cares about Jewish literature or or, or um, Jewish plays or plays. Um, it, it's it's a missing link for me into, um, there's even a character that, that echoes uh, death of a salesman, the capitalist who said, listen, I'm just a simple salesman. I'm just trying to live. And, you know, it's, it's just, the, there's a whole world in there and it will help people understand the circumstances that created um, the, the Jewish um, existences that we live in today. So, or that people live in today. And so it's a real missing link that will bring people a lot of pleasure, I think, and knowledge. So let's give specifics for the class um, for our listeners. Um, it runs through uh, Tuesday, April 18th through May 16th. Can you give just a little sort of teaser about what it is? And then we can tell people how they can register to participate. Yes, it's four or five classes. And uh, we're going to the first class will be an introduction to to Asha's history and to his full body of work. And then we'll spend each one of the following three classes with well, the first one will be God of Vengeance, then we'll move on to Maka Thief, then we'll move on to the Dead Men, And we'll really dive into the text and the textbook will be the new white Goat Press publication of the Underworld Trilogy. And um, we'll talk about the the artistic process that goes into translation and, and how actors affect it and and how and we'll go back a little bit to the to the Yiddish original so that they can hear, even if they don't understand Yiddish, the rhythms and the words um, that created the English language translation. And this is and on, it, it's on Zoom? Yes, it's going to be on Zoom, so you can listen anywhere in the world and just go to theaterj.org uh, to sign up. And I think it's theater with an R-E. No, um, it's theater with an E-R. Oh, thank you. That. Thank you. Because oh. otherwise it takes you to a different website. So it's T-H-E-A-T-E-R-J.org. And then there uh, is a tab to learn about classes. Um, so it sounds great. If I can take a couple of minutes off of work. I'm in. Um, thanks. So. <laughs> um, Karen, thanks for taking time to join me today. Thanks for all your work. It's amazing. We're looking forward to bringing the trilogy out. Um, again, it's Sholamash Underworld Trilogy with the three plays. And again, the theaterj.org. Thanks so much, Lisa. It's Thank been a you. Pleasure. 
You have been listening to The Schmooze, a production of the Yiddish Book Center in Amherst, Massachusetts. To learn more about this podcast and to subscribe, visit YiddishBookCenter.org. I'm Elizabeth Carteropoli. Until next time, be well and be healthy.